Welcome to our midweek Bible study right here at Liberty Christian Church International where our motto is where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty I'm so excited that you are here with me on this evening you could be doing a whole lot of other things but you decided to to grace us with your presence as we continue to dive into the word we're gonna have a word of prayer and we're going to dive into some word. I don't want to hold you too long this evening. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, for this day, God. We thank you, God, for the ability that we have right now to just come before your throne, to come before your people, to come before one another as your ambassadors, as your sons, as your daughters, as your children, just wanting to gain a better knowledge of you. So, God, on today, whatever may have happened that may have taken us out of our character, that may have taken us out, may have taken us out of the right light that we're supposed to be in. We ask you, God, right now to forgive us of our sins. We ask God right now that you take those sins and cast them into the sea of forgetfulness, never to be remembered again, God. We come with you with a repentant heart, a repentant spirit, asking you to create and form us in your image and in your likeness. Change our mind, change our thoughts, change our processes. Change the way we think, for your word declares your ways are not our ways and your thoughts are not our thoughts. So God, we ask right now that you align us up with your will, your purpose, and your plan for us in the earth. God, we just honor you on today. We thank you, God, for keeping us safe. We thank you for keeping our children safe. We thank you for keeping our homes safe. We don't take it lightly that you have afforded us this opportunity. So God, right now, we just come with you with adoration. We come with you. We come to you with praise on our lips, praise in our mouths, praise in our hands, praise in our minds, God, a praise to simply say thank you. We know where it could have been, but we simply say thank you for where we are. We thank you, God, for the vision and the ability to see beyond right now, God. We thank you, God, for destiny. We thank you, God, for purpose. We thank you, God, for opportunity. Now, God, hide this your servant behind the cross so that the people will see none of me, but they will see all of thee. God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, you are my strength and my redeemer. It is in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Go ahead and do me a favor and share this on your page. There's a lot going on on this evening, and, and once again, I told you I don't want to hold you all too long on today, uh, but there's a lot of things going on this evening, and I want to talk to you, and I want to help you uh, deal with some things as we've been in this series, we've been in this time of Bible study dealing with becoming a better kingdom citizen. What does that mean to, have a, a, to say that you're a kingdom citizen, but be living a mediocre life, living outside of what God has called you to, what God has purposed you? for and the, the season and the time that God has put you in at this moment. Um, we've been dealing with uh, uh, just being a better person, um, operating with a better function, operating uh, with a better mindset, a better, a better hope, a better opportunity. We've been dealing with a lot of things to change your physical man, your spiritual man, and most importantly, your emotional man, uh, to get it back in right alignment with what God has for you and what God is calling you to do. So with all that being said, tonight I want to deal with this theme, this topic. Topic, this simple, uh, uh, this simple mindset of um, to um, what are we doing? Are we trying to impress or are we trying to impact? Are we trying to impress or are we trying to impact? That, that's what I want to talk to you about this evening. That's what I want us to look at scripture about on this evening. Are we trying? Are we more important? Uh, in, in, are we more concerned with as kingdom citizens at trying to impress people or are we trying to be impactful as kingdom citizens? What do you mean? 
mean? Um, I'm, I'm, when I'm talking about impressing our, our mindset, are we, are we only wanting people to, uh, to see a superficial Christian that's built up to look like a beautiful house? Are we so involved? Are we so uh, consumed with how others think or how others see about us as a, as a Christian that we're missing what it means to be impactful as a Christian? Yeah, we all want to look good. We all want to sound good. We all want to speak well. We all want to go through times and, and seasons in our life where we stand out, but it's more important that we are impactful with what God has given us than we are impressive with what God has given us. Now, now, can you be impactful and be impressive? Yes, but you can also be impressive but not impactful. You can also be impressive but not impactful. So we're going to look at scripture on today, and we're going to be in the book of Kings. I've been dealing with a lot of texts lately out of the Old Testament, but we're going to bounce around a little bit on this evening, and, and, and I want you to open up your Bibles to uh, 1 Kings. Before you do that, lift up your Bibles, your cell phones, your apps, whatever you may have, wherever you are. I need you to be, in, uh, to be active tonight with me in Bible study. I need you to grab hold of this. I need you to be a part of Bible study. I need you to, 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 to set some designated time aside to be here with me to learn from the Word of God. We, I, I constantly give you the scripture. It says, to study to show thyself approved, a workman who need not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of God. So, so, so in order for us to do that, you have to have an, a, a, a deliberate intent of studying the word of God. Yes, we're not in house together. Yes, you at home. Yes, there are a lot of other things that you might be wanting to do right now, but I'm asking you to take a moment just to do some things that God is asking you to do. Grow better in his word, understand his word more, and be an active participant in what he's calling you to do. Too often do we sit on the sidelines and just expect God to continuously bless us, but we don't put the footwork in, we don't put the legwork in, and we don't do what we're supposed to do, but we want God to do what he said he would do. Amen? So if you have your Bibles, lift up your Bibles real quick and make our Bible declaration. Whatever you may have, cell phone, iPads, whatever it may be, your physical Bible, but lift it up and repeat after me. Lord, I thank you that I have a Bible. It is my personal copy of God's purpose, God's plan, and God's design for my life. Therefore, I am a believer and not a doubter. I'm not just a hearer, but I'm also a doer. And my life has been better after hearing the word of the living God. Therefore, my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will not be distracted, but I will hear what thus saith the Lord. And as a result of what I hear, I'm going to leave here better than I came. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody declare it's word time. It's time to get into the word of God. It's time to be uh, who God has called us to be. So now in this season and in this time, I need you to grab hold of this. If you open up your Bibles to 1 Kings, uh, looking at the 10th chapter, we're going to look at the 1st through the 13th verse. 1 Kings, the 10th chapter, looking at the 1st through the 13th verse. And it says this, reading from the New American Standard Bible, it says this, Now when the queen of Sheba heard about the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to test him with difficult questions. So she came to Jerusalem with a very large uh, retinue with camels carrying spices and very much gold and precious stones. When she came to Solomon, she spoke with him about all that was in her heart. Solomon answered all her questions. Nothing was hidden from the king, which he did not explain to her. When the queen of Sheba perceived all the wisdom of Solomon, the house, uh, the house that he had built... The foot of his table, the seating of his servants, the attendance of his waiters and their attire, his cupbearer and his stairway by which he went up to the Lord's house, uh, up to the Lord's house of the Lord, to the house of the Lord, excuse me. There was no more spirit in her. Then she said to the king, it was, it was a true report, which I heard in my own land about your words and your wisdom. Nevertheless, I do not believe the reports until I came, I, 
excuse me, I did not believe the reports until I came and my eyes had seen it. And behold, the half was not told to me. You exceed in wisdom and prosperity the report which I heard. Verse number eight, how blessed are your men. How blessed are these your servants who stand before you continually and hear what? Your wisdom. Verse number nine, blessed be the Lord your God who delighted in you to set you on the throne of Israel because the Lord loved Israel forever. Therefore, he made you king to do justice and righteousness. She gave the king a hundred and twenty talents of gold and a very great amount of spices and precious stones. Never again did she did such an abundance of spices come in as that which the queen of Sheba gave King Solomon. Verse number 11. Also the ships of Haram, which brought gold from Ophir, brought from the Ophir a very great number of almugs, trees, and precious stones. Verse number 12, the king made the king made of the almug tree support for the house of the Lord and for the king's house, also lyre and harps for the singers. Such almug trees had not come in again, nor have they been seen to this day. And verse number 13, King Solomon gave to the queen of Sheba all her desire which she had requested, besides what he gave her according to his royal bounty. Then she turned and went to her own land together with her servants. So once again, I really want to deal with this theme, this topic, and this, uh, this premonition to, uh, are we here to impress or to impact? To impress or to impact? And why do we do what we do? As men and women of God, as, as, as children of God, we have a, 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 a mandate that we live in excellence. I've been talking to you about excellence for the last few weeks. We, we have a mandate and a mindset uh, 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 to live and operate in excellence, but we don't, and we don't operate in excellence to simply impress. We operate in excellence so that we can be impactful. We operate in excellence so that we can be, uh, uh, so that we can stand out and set a standard so that others may see the God that lives in us, the God that works in us, the God that operates in us. The reason God gives vision is so that you can put excellence behind the vision. The reason that God gives dreams is so that you can have something to chase after, something to obtain. And in order to obtain something or chase after something, you have to operate with a certain standard of excellence. So and to, 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 be, uh, to be impactful, uh, uh, to, 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 to be, uh, instead of being impressive, uh, you must con- carry that standard of excellence. Uh, we see that Queen Sheba, who, who was a queen of a far land, that, that she was the queen of Egypt. She was the queen who had fame and who had royalty. She had heard of Solomon. And if you've heard me talk about Solomon before, Solomon was the wisest man in all the land, all the world, all, all of uh, time. Solomon was the wisest man. And in Solomon's prayer time, Solomon simply asked God to give him wisdom. God said, what is your request, Solomon? God And Solomon said, wisdom to lead your people. And because he asked for wisdom, God blessed him with wisdom and riches. God gave him all his heart's desires. So we see first Solomon having asked God for something so that he could carry a standard. See, Solomon could have asked for wealth. God, Solomon could have asked for gold. God, Solomon could have asked for cattle. Solomon could have asked for land. God, Solomon could have asked for things that were impressive. Uh, but no, Solomon needed to to get something so that he could be impactful and leave a legacy. Solomon asked for things that, that, that none of us truthfully have ever thought about. Well, when we get a bunch of money, we don't ask for wisdom to manage the money, but yet and still we want the money. But we see Solomon who in this moment and in this time where God said, whatever it is you want, Solomon asked me. And Solomon said, I want wisdom to lead your people. He said, I want to be impactful to the people that you've given me to cover, the people that you've caused me to sit over top of, and the people that you have called me to have charge over. And too often times do we uh, in our own homes forget to pray at night and say, God, 
God, give me wisdom to lead my family. God, give me wisdom to lead my children. God, give me wisdom to be a better spouse. God, give me wisdom to be a better co-worker. God, give me wisdom to be a better boss. God, give me wisdom. But we want the accolades of the prestige. We want to be impressive, not for God, but we want to be impressive for self-gratification. And at this moment, we see Solomon uh, asking God something not to be impressive to man, but to stand out from to stand out to God. So my question to you this morning is simply this: What is the difference between uh, impact and impress? What is the difference between being impactful and impressive? What, what is the difference between the two? What is the difference and why is it so important? I'm glad you asked because the, the impact that you have on someone lasts beyond your life. The impact you have on someone lasts beyond the encounter. The impact you have on someone lasts well beyond the short season you may have been in their life. The impact, if you think back over your own life and, and you think about the people that have impacted your life, that didn't mean they had to be in your life for a long time, but the season that they were in your life, they meant something to your life. They changed your life. They led you in a certain direction. They gave you certain bearings. They gave you certain standards. They offered a hand when you needed help. They offered a, a, a shoulder to cry on when you were hurt. They offered you an opportunity when nobody else did. They were impactful in your life. And because they were impactful, it carried a, it carried a legacy with it. Uh, we, we, we see this, and, and, and then when we look at impressive, when we see something impressive, let me tell you this. A lot of times when we see something impressive, we're always looking for the next thing to top what impressed us. If you see a gold-plated car, the next thing that you want to see is a platinum-plated car. Uh, the the gold-plated car impressed you for a moment, but the platinum car did the best, did one better than that. You forget the things that impress you, but you'll hold on to the things that impact you. Who am I talking to this evening? So there is a difference between impactful or how to impact somebody as opposed to impressing somebody or somebody being impressive in your life. Yeah, it can, you can be impressive. When, when you watched football yesterday, if you watched the game last night, there was an um, impressive hit or, or stiff arm that, uh, uh, that Henry put on Josh Norman. Yeah, it was impressive. But that impressive thing will only stay there until somebody else does something greater. Uh, but the impactful side of what God is doing in your life is, the op is when he's giving you the opportunity, when he's shown grace and mercy for your life, when he's developing you to be a kingdom citizen with standards, and when it comes to it and he puts people in your life that are impactful, a word in your spirit that's impactful, that changes the environment, that changes the landscape of what's going on in your life, then you will hold on greater to what's impactful. What's impactful, not, not just what's impressive. See, the long-lasting effect of one being impressed do not last as long as the effects of one who is impacted. Get this, usually an impression leaves one to question. All right, what else do you got? Yeah, uh, uh, impressive. Uh, yeah, you, 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 can, you can preach this Sunday, but what do you got for me next Sunday? Let me see if you can, uh, uh, if you can top that next Sunday. Let me see. Yeah, yeah, you got your report in at work on time today, but those that found that impressive are now saying, but can you get it to me uh, three days early next week? Can, can, can you do something else that's greater than what you've already done? But when you're impactful or when you impact somebody's life, they're simply holding on to what you've done for them, how, how you've been to them and, and, and what you've said. So we see Queen Sheba in this text being impacted by what she sees out of Solomon. 
When she got word about Solomon, she was impressed. But the, but the scriptures teach us that she had to go see for herself. Yeah, everybody else that came to her and said, do you know Solomon? Solomon has this. Solomon is wise. Solomon does all of this. It may have uh, uh, impressed her, but it made her uh, conscious. It made her, it made her want to see what is going on. Excuse me. It made her want to uh, want to see for herself just what all the hoopla was about. Uh, excuse me. Too often times. People want to see if the hoopla about you is real. People want to see just what uh, the if uh, if people are just factuated with you, or is there some substance to what they said about you? Too often times when people come in contact with you, they're not coming to be impacted. They're coming to see if you can still impress them. They want to see if there's a standard that you have that's bigger than what they have. So so they're coming to be impressed by you. But I came to tell you tonight that it's time to forget about being impressive and start being impactful. There's something different about being impactful in somebody's life, and it does not take forever to impact a person's life. You can impact somebody's life just by the way you speak to them. You can impact somebody's life just by being kind to them, just by telling somebody you love them when nobody else the other day or nobody else today told them that they loved them. When, when nobody else else cared about their situation, when nobody else cared about what they were going through, but you took the time to simply say something impactful in their life. You took the time to, 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 to give your children uh, a praise while when there seems like they, they can't get it right. You, you patted them on the back and told them it was okay. How many times has somebody done that for you where it made you want to, want to strive a little bit harder? How many times has somebody been impacted? in your life that changed the course of who you were. I can, I can just talk about the man Jesus when he died on Calvary's cross, that that was impactful even though it was impressive. It wasn't just impressive that he died on cross for my sins. It was impressive that he got up out the grave. But more importantly, he impacted my entire life simply because he got up out the grave, simply because he had all power in his hand, simply because he's God personified in the flesh. He's the son of the true and living God. It's impactful what God has done, who God sent into the earth. And if he's impacting my life, that means he holds a place of prominence in my life. So it's better to be impactful than it is to be impressive. See, see, see. Uh, when we look at impact, uh, we need to know that it will leave you completely satisfied in the area that you're lacking. Uh, when somebody impacts your life, that means they've hit an area, a part of you that, that, that seems to be uh, 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 let down, that seems to be broken, that seems to be out of sorts, that seems to, to need something to push it over the top. And, and, and impactful people, in fact, impactful situations in your life, impactful opportunities in your life generally cause a shift in the atmosphere. It generally causes a shift in the way you think. It generally causes a shift in the way you operate. It generally causes a shift in the way you see your future and your life. It generally causes a shift in the vision that God has been asking you to write because it changes the dynamic of your current situation. How many people have been impacted by people and it has changed the course or the, or the direction your life was headed. That, that person who would not allow you to get high in their car. That person that would not allow you to get in that man or that woman's car that night. That, that person that kept you from going, uh, from picking up that gun. That person that kept you uh, from getting in behind the wheel while you were drunk. These are impactful people in your life. That person that stopped you from going off that night when you was ready to go do something you had no business doing. That person that gave their testimony about what they had already been through in their life and it stopped you from doing it in your life. Who has been impactful in your life? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to teach you this thing that there's a difference in being impressive 
and impactful. We, we constantly see on TV uh, rappers and, and, and reality show hosts that, that look impressive. They dress impressive. They, they, they maintain an appearance of impressiveness, but there's no substance behind them. They're, once you get beyond what they show on TV and you really get to see the behind-the-scenes footage, you begin to get a disdain for the way they operate because, yes, they may have the latest fashion. Yes, they may have the latest clothes. Yes, they may have the latest cars and the latest rides. Yes, they might have the biggest house, but that is not what's impacting in your life. Yeah, because anybody can have that but have a messed-up spirit. Anybody can have that but not live a standard according to the will of God. Anybody can be impressive at something. There are people that are impressive at certain things but can't speak. There are people that are impressive at certain things but do not understand the basic needs of humanitarianism. Yeah, we, we, we see people that have no, 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 no affection, that have no morals or no standards, but their money might be impressive, but it's not impactful because they have missed the mark of what they can be with what they have. An impressive person who knows what they have and uses it to influence others in the right way now becomes impactful. Or even the person who does not have anything but can stand up for somebody who needs to get something has more uh, has more has more of a place in a person's life than the person who has everything but won't lift up a single hand. We're going to talk about some things like that on this evening. Do me a favor and share this once again with somebody. Because when we look at scripture, I, I, I need you to grab hold of this. We're going to look at a couple of more scriptures this evening. And, and right now, I want you to open up your Bibles to John, the fourth chapter, looking at the 39th through the 42nd verse. And, and it simply says this, reading from the New American Standard Bible. And it says this again, from that city, many of the Samaritans believed in him because the word of the woman who testified, he told me all the things I have done. So when the Samaritans came to Jesus, they were asking him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. Many more believed because of his words. And verse number 42 said this, and they were saying to the woman, is it no longer because of what you said that we believe for? We have heard for ourselves and know that this one is indeed the Savior of the world, so 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 now when we see uh, uh, when we see Jesus in this place with the Samaritan woman, uh, when we see him in this place with the Samaritan woman, we see the opportunity that Jesus had. We see the opportunity that he had to be uh, uh, impactful in somebody's life. The Samaritan woman, the woman that met him at the well, that told every that told that he told all about her life, about her having five husbands, and the one that she was living with wasn't even her husband at the time. The Samaritan woman who was going to the well to draw water from the well, but Jesus told her, if you drink of me, I will give you a water that you will never thirst again, that, that you won't quench again. And, and she bought into it. But there's a part in that text and in that scripture that preceded what I'm using tonight where it says that she looked at Jesus and said, the well is deep and you don't have anything to draw with from the well. Uh, but, but, did she, but little did she know Jesus was not talking about drawing from the well of regular flowing water, but the well he was dipping into her was the well that was deep about her life, the well that was deep about her issues, the well that was deep about where she had been through the trials and tribulations that she had come through, the well that she where, where, where she had left husband number one and, and she wasn't satisfied and went and married the second husband that, that, that she wasn't satisfied and on and down into the fifth one. But this well that she had in her, she was speaking prophetically and she did not even know it. She thought she was talking about the well that she was standing at, but Jesus was ready to deal with the well of her life. How many people know that Jesus is not just impressive, but he's trying to deal with the well of your life, the well of your issues, the well of your problems. And he's trying to draw 
draw down into it. He's trying to fill it up so that you can drink from him in order to fill that empty well, in order to fill that deep recesses of your life in order to be who he's called you to be. But you got to get filled with his water. His water was impressive, but not only that, because it wasn't just the Samaritan woman, but, but, but because she was so impressed and impacted by Jesus, she went and told everybody in Samaria. And the funny thing about it is that they came out because of what she said. Now, now, now because of what she said, it brought the crowd. I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to tell somebody something. You, you, the, the reason why the church is not feel the way that it's supposed to be is because you won't tell the world what you've heard, what, what has been spoken to your life. You, you hold it in and only share it with like-minded people. But the Samaritan woman back, went back to what she knew and told them, come see a man that told me about my life, that told me all about my life. And they came running to see this man. They came running to be at the feet of this man. But, but but in the process of them running to this man and hearing this man, the Bible said that they stayed two days with Jesus. And because they stayed two days with Jesus, it was no longer the testimony of the Samaritan woman. It was no, uh, no longer the testimony of what he did for her or what he said about her. Now it became because now he's talking to me. See, your assignment and your job as a kingdom citizen, when you're operating in excellence, when you're operating to be impactful, is bringing those that are in the world into the kingdom of God so Jesus can tell them what he knows about them and how he saved them, how he can deliver them, how he can bring them from the place of brokenness that they're in, how their mind can be renewed, by the uh, that their spirit can be renewed, that their mind can be renewed, that their heart can be renewed, that, that, that they no longer have to be bound by sin. But it's our responsibility to operate with the standard of excellence to tell others about the impact God had on our life. Somebody say, I got to operate impactfully from now on. And so now we see this woman. But, but, but then if you jump over to John, the 20th chapter, I want you to see something else. Looking at the 24th verse, and it simply says this. But Thomas... One of the twelve called Didymus was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples were saying to him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see in his hands the imprint of the nails and put my fingers into the place of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them and Jesus came and, and the doors having been shut and stood in their midst and said, peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, reach here with your fingers and see my hands and reach here your hand and put it in my side, put it into my side and do not be unbelieving, but Believing. Verse number 28 said, Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, because you have seen me, have you believed? Blessed are those who did not see and yet believe. Now, 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 this right here is, is one of my favorite scriptures because that's my namesake right there, Thomas. My, and, and one thing that I, that I realized about Thomas in this thing, everybody called him Doubting Thomas. Everybody had issues with that. But I believe that because of everything Thomas had been through, everything Thomas had seen when they nailed him to the cross, everything that Thomas had seen when they beat Jesus on the back. Everything that Thomas had seen when they shoved the crown of thorns on his head. Everything that, they, that he saw when they put his body in a tomb. Everything that he saw when they had the Roman guard stand outside the tomb and the tomb was and the stone was rolled in front of the tomb. Everything that Thomas saw led him to a place of saying, I gotta see it. I just can't believe what you're saying. I gotta see it for myself because I'm tired of being 
being broken over and over again. I'm tired that my best friend, that, 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 that my master, that, that the one I gave my last three years of my life to, I'm tired of replaying the scene of him dying on the cross. I'm tired of replaying the scene of them uh, mocking him and they stabbed him in the side. I'm tired of replaying the scene over and over in my head. So until I see him again, uh, yet will I believe. I'm, I'm sorry that I can't be like you or I was not with you, but now I gotta see him for myself. And some people have that testimony. I know the end of the scripture that Jesus said, Thomas believed because he saw, but uh, blessed are those who believe that have not seen. But sometimes you gotta be uh, you got to be truthful with God. God, I can't believe everything everybody else is saying. You got one ministry saying this. You got one pastor saying this. You got one preacher saying this. You got one preacher saying this is right. You got one preacher saying this is the way to Jesus. You got one relationship saying this is the way to Jesus. You got one person over here telling me I got to turn around 20 times and jump up 17 times and bring you this. And that's the way that I'm blessed. But I need to see you, Jesus. I need to see you. I need the impact of who you are, Jesus. And I'm sorry that I can't, that I don't know who to trust and who to believe, but I believe you. So if I see you, then I can believe. But, but, but I came by prophetically to tell somebody that when you are in the right place and you're in the right time and you're impactful the right way, Jesus will be seen coming from you. The, the, when the Bible says that if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men. So, so if we're lifting the name of Jesus up, if we're lifting up the standard, if we're living our life according to his word and according to his principles, then, then when people see it, they'll say, I see Jesus in you. Better yet, I see something different in you than what I see in this world. And take me to that place where you got delivered at. Take me to that place where you, your life got changed at. And I believe that if it's an impactful opportunity for us not to just talk about uh, the fine cars and the fine houses and the fine things, but, but it becomes impactful when we can say that I was a wretch undone. I was less than anybody else, and he still reached down and picked me up. I stepped out of the boat by faith, but I began to sink, and Jesus caught me. I, 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 I was in the church. I left the church, and I realized that I was like the prodigal son, and I came back to Jesus. He, the, the People need to to hear your testimony that you was Mary Magdalene, that you was everything but a child of God, but Jesus still cared about you, that, that you were all these other things, but the impact that he had on your life changed the course of your life. There, there has to be an impactful moment from your relationship with God. It can't just be that God blessed me with a million dollar house. It can't be that God, because I truthfully want to bear the marks of the cross. I want to bear the marks of Jesus. He said, take up your cross and follow me. Take up that thing that weighs on you and follow me. That's what I want to do. I want I, I want to be like Christ. I, I, I want to be who he called me to be. I, I, I need to see him. And, and too many of us and too many of the people we interact need to see Christ. Christ in us. They see enough of empire in us. They see enough of housewives of Atlanta in us. They see enough of uh, a WAP in us. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about that one, but they see enough of everything else in us, but they don't see your praise life. They don't see your crying out to God life. They don't see those intimate moments where, where it ain't nobody but you and God, and, and you open up your mouth with a worship like never before. Yeah, they see what the world has done for you, but you can't, you forgot to tell them what it, God did for you. And so now I need you to start being impactful. Why? Because we need to discover and figure out who are we trying to impact? Who, ask yourself this, who are you trying to impact? Are you trying to impact other church members, of other members of the body of Christ? Are you trying to impact them? Are you trying to impact uh, 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 them for 
accolades and status? Are you standing before the church and giving your best shout so that somebody can say, oh, they must be filled with the Holy Spirit. But when you leave out the church, that same shout gets tucked away because you have to impact the people in the world or impress the people in the world a, a different way. I, I dare you begin to, 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 to praise God around those who don't know you got a prayer life. I dare you begin to speak the word of God to those uh, who think that, that you're just like them. They, they, they constantly trying to ask you to do things with them and you know that your lifestyle and your standard is different, but you You've been, you've succumbed or you've uh, dummied yourself down because you don't want to be offensive to them. I'm telling you that you got permission to be offensive. You got permission to be, to, to tell them about Jesus. You got permission. I, I know we live in this, uh, th this, this like me culture that everybody wants to be like, but some people are just not going to be like because of the name of the Lord. They're going to, they're going to turn frowns up at you because you speak Jesus and you got to be okay. Okay, we're saying it's okay, but I got to do what God called me to do. I got to be impactful, not impressive. Somebody say, I got to be impactful, not impressive. See, 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 I need you to ask yourself this. Who are we trying to impact and why? Why are we trying to impact those people in our lives? Is it because they have something we want? Is it because they... The, the benchmark that we want for our lives runs through the possessions that they seem to have. Too often times do we miss allowing God to be our impact, allowing God to be uh, what we, who we're trying to impress. See, see when we saw, uh, uh, um, Jesus, I just heard this. King Solomon was not trying to impress Queen Sheba. He was simply operating the way he knew how. Queen Sheba was not trying to impress King Solomon. She was just operating how she knew how. When you have royalty all over you, you're not going to operate to impress those who are not royal. Mm, that might have sounded offensive to somebody. But when you are a child of God, what you are doing is living by a standard that calls you above and not beneath. There's, the, the, when you're a child of God, there's a standard that you keep that is causing you to not act like the world wants you to act, but to raise up a standard. The Bible says that when the enemy comes in like a flood, that the spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard. That, that when the enemy comes in with all manners of delightful things for you. See, a flood is not just something that's going to, that, that looks bad, but the enemy can flood you with money. The enemy can flood you with social status. This enemy can flood you with problems. The enemy can flood you with with a variety of things in your life. But the Spirit, when you allow the Spirit of the Lord to raise up a standard over your life, that, that that flood comes in that that standard raises up. When the enemy tells you that you can have the world if you bow down and your standard raises up and says, I, I live, I move, and I have my being in God. I, I stand on his word. I stand on his principles. When my spirit, when the spirit of God raises up that standard, I can be impactful while telling Satan no. Somebody realized that who are you trying to impact and why? And see, we are seeking to impact all men in the earth. But get this, especially the unbelievers. Mm. See, every story that I've given you so far, there was an unbeliever and then there was a person that was operating according to God's purpose. There was Jesus, there was Solomon, but there was everybody that the, Samar the, the Samarian woman went and got, and then there was uh, Sheba, Queen Sheba. So, so, so now we see that there has to be a difference in the approach. You can't allow yourself to succumb to what the world says for you. You got to live a standard. I keep harping on that because... Being a kingdom citizen 
require standards. You can't do everything that you see everybody else doing. Uh, somebody, if you can tell your kids that, why don't you believe it? Yeah, uh, you, you tell your kids quite often, you can't do what little Timmy over there did. Little Timmy don't live in this house. Oh, I'm coming down somebody road real quick. Yeah, the world doesn't live in the house of God. So you can't, as a residence in the kingdom of God, with kingdom citizen, uh, kingdom citizenship, do what the world is telling you to do. You can't respond the way the world is telling you to respond. And yeah, a lot of times the things of the world, they have taken the things of God and distorted it. So it seems like it's cloudy when you see certain things. Oh, I can be nice without having a relationship with Christ. No, it's great to be nice, but, but, but I'm thinking about my eternal salvation. So if, I'm a king, if I say I'm a kingdom citizen, I, I can't just let you believe that you're going to make it to heaven without accepting Jesus Christ. I, 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 I got to be okay being offensive because my kingdom citizen citizenship offers me a right to tell you how you can get into the kingdom. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I need you to see that and understand that because we are seeking to make an impact of all men, especially the unbeliever, in order to get them to live for and serve the Lord. We, we, we got to talk to the unbeliever in a, in a tone, in a mindset that says, yeah, you might think you're okay. You might think that because you have all the riches. You might think because you have all the cars. You might think that just because you're a good person that that's going to be enough to get you into heaven. But without confession, there is no heaven for you. Mm. Without right standards, without right living, there is no heaven for you. Let's look at some more scripture real quick. If you Give me about seven minutes, seven minutes and I'm done. Look at Matthew, the fifth chapter, looking at the 16th verse. And it says this. Let your, mm, get this. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your what? Good works and glorify your father who is in heaven. Yeah, let, let, let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Let your actions, let your standards, let your light, let, let, let that light not be darkened because you, you refuse to do what God has, called, uh, God has said for you to do. You refuse to submit your life to him. No, when you submit your life to him, you let your light so shine so that men may see your good works, what, what, what you've done in the kingdom. That does not mean that you won't mess up. That does not mean that you won't have issues. That does not mean that you don't go through trials. What it means is that your good works will shine because the light of the Lord is on the inside of you. Your, your good works will shine because you have submitted yourself to the will of God, the purpose of God, and the plan of God. Your good works will shine because you have chosen to follow Jesus Christ. You, you have chosen to take up your cross and follow him. You haven't given your mind over uh, to the enemy. You have not given your, your mind over to a reprobate mind. You have not served. You have left your father, which is Satan. You, you have left him and returned your life to the life of uh, Jesus Christ, the, uh, your life giving it back to Jesus Christ and the life that God has called you to be, God called you into. Yeah, because once your good works are established because of your relationship with God, it will glorify your father, not even you. Because you'll be able to give the testimony, it's not by my might, but it is by thus might, saith the Lord. It's by God's hand that I'm here. It's by God's hand that I'm not crazy. It's by, who got that testimony? It's by God's hand that, that I haven't lost it all. It's by God's hand I still got a roof 
over my head. Who am I talking to? It's by God's hand that my bills are still being paid. My my children don't need, don't want for anything. It's by God's hand that, that, that there's still food on the table. It's by God's hand that when she left you, brothers, that, 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 you, that you still standing. It's by God's hand, ladies, that, that when he told you you was good for nothing and that, he, that you would never be nothing when he left you, that, 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 that you're still standing and you're better now than what you were when he was dead. It's by God's hand, not the world's hand. It's by God's hand and, and that he's impacted your life for the better. Somebody say, it's all by God's hand. It's, it, it's all by God's hand. I'm not trying to preach tonight, but I, I, I'm, I'm truly trying to finish this thing out and teach you to let God be impactful, for you to be impactful, so that others can be impacted. Let God be impactful in your life so that you can be impactful to somebody else so that God can, so that they can be impacted to become a kingdom citizen. Yeah, there's always an assignment out here. If you jump over to Acts, the third chapter, I got, got about 10 more scriptures, 14 more scriptures for you to see. We find Peter in this place, and, it, and Scripture teaches us this. It says this. Now, Peter and John were going through the temple at the ninth hour, the hour of prayer. And it says, and a man who had been lame from his mother's womb was being carried along, whom they used to set down every day at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, in order to beg alms of those who were entering the temple. Verse number three says, when he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he, he began asking to receive alms. Alms is a form of money. But Peter, along with John, fixing his gaze on him, said, look at us. And he began to give them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I do not possess silver and gold, but but what I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene. He said, walk and seizing him by the right hand and raising him up. And immediately his feet and his ankles were strengthened. When with a leap, he stood upright and began to walk and he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. Verse number nine said, and all the people saw him walking and praising God. And verse number 10, and they were taking note of him as being the one who used to sit at the beautiful gate of the temple to beg alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what happened to him. I'm, 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 I'm sorry, but I'm a preacher here real quick. That there, there are people who, who constantly look at your disabilities and, and say, well, they'll never amount to anything. I, I'm not talking about just physical disabilities. The, the way you were raised as a child, the, the things that you lack in life, the things that they call disabilities. But we seem that, 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 that the man was lame and he was steady, used to asking people for help and asking people for money. But when he had an experience with someone who had the Holy Ghost walking on the inside of them, the Holy Ghost operating in their life, when he, when he came into the presence of one who walked with God, when he came into the presence of one who, who knew Jesus, when he came into the presence of God, the atmosphere was conducive for healing. The atmosphere was conducive. He said, uh, the, the Bible said that he sat there and he looked at them expecting them to give him something. But what he did not know is that God was in position and God was in place to give him what he did not have and what he needed more than anything else. Too often times do you, do you sit there and ask God to give you something that you think you need but God is blessing you with your miracle in the process. God is blessing you with better in the process. The reason that you didn't get the thing that you wanted is because the process
process and the thing that God had for you was a miracle for your life. The thing that God wanted for you is not what the world said you should have. But now when you see that they stood there and said silver and gold have I none but such that I have I give unto you by the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene walk. I'm, I'm telling somebody right now you've been laying down too long. You've been living in this place of bondage for too long and God is simply saying to you it's time to walk. It's time to give up. Get up and get your bed and let's go. He said silver and gold don't I don't have because that can go away quickly but what I do have I'm ready to heal you with. That's a permanent fix in your life. Somebody declare I need a permanent fix. I need my mind right. I need my heart right. I need my heart mended. I need to be brought back from those places in them dark places in my life. I need my body healed. I've been through rape after rape. I've been through incest. I've given my body over to man after man. I've given my body over to Beelzebub. I've given my body over to sexual demons and now I gotta get up and walk. Jesus Christ said it is time to get up and walk. Peter and John said it is time to get up and walk. A silver and gold I have none. I can't promise you that you're going to get a million dollars in the bank tomorrow but I promise you that if you stand up, if you believe in the word of God, if you believe in the power of God that he will heal you and you can stand up and walk in your anointing, walk in your purpose and walk in your calling. I came by to tell you it's time to be impactful instead of impressive. I believe that when he got up and he walked into the temple, the Bible said that he leaped. The Bible said immediately his bones strengthened, his legs strengthened, his feet strengthened and he walked. The Bible said he leaped. I dare somebody leap right now. Leap for joy for your blessing. Leap for joy for your children. Leap for joy for your spouse. Leap for joy for the anointing. Leap for joy for your purpose. Leap for joy for the, uh, for, for the vision that God has given you. I dare somebody leap for joy. He said he leaped and he walked. Ah, Jesus. Um, I'm, I'm, I told you. Uh, he leaped and he walked. I'm, 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 I'm done with this. I'm, I'm closed. But, but he leaped and he walked a man who had been paralyzed or a man who did not have use of his legs from the moment he was born. Leaped and walk. You, you, you've been in this place where, where you have not had access spiritually to your legs or your feet and you've been living dormant and God said it is time to leap and walk. I, I, I dare you just jump up and, and leap and shout glory to God. I dare you just do it. I dare you open your mouth and shout glory be to God. I'm, I'm ready God to receive something. He he didn't ask for a healing. I believe that he had been so complacent in his life that he didn't even know that he could ask for a healing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done with this too many times. Your impact is more about what you're not asking God for than what you've been asking God for. You've been asking God for superficial things. And you keep saying, God, why aren't you blessing me with the new house, the new car, the new job? The... You, 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 you're asking God for all the superficial stuff. But God said, when are you going to ask for me to heal your heart? When are you going to ask me to heal you from your brokenness? Because... As soon as I give you a financial blessing, all you're going to ask for is more. But if I can heal your hearts, I can be impactful about the next 30 years of your life. If I can heal your brokenness, the enemy and those familiar spirits have no longer access to, to you. If I can heal your mind, the generational curses that, that plagued the, the, your predecessors won't come near you. If I can impact where you are right now, then I change the course of your destiny. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, for this time. We thank you, God.
for this season of becoming better kingdom citizens. We thank you, God, for this season of learning how to be impactful, to operate in excellency, to operate in standards, to operate according to your purpose and your plan, to operate in this realm, this spiritual realm that we're in right now, where you are releasing a prophetic word for your people. You're releasing a a deliberate word for your people. And more importantly, you're releasing an impactful word for your people. Not because we're so perfect, not because we do everything right. But your scripture tells us that the sons of Issachar were men who knew the seasons and the times. And God, because this is a season and a time of transition, a season and a time of being cleansed and cleaned, a season and time of wiping our eyes so that we can see just what you want from us. We thank you, God, for releasing. We thank you, God, for pouring out. Your word says in those last days you will pour out your spirit upon the earth and young men will see visions and old men will dream dreams. So, God, as you release, let us see with a clear eyes. Let us see and hear with a clear mind. Let spiritual senses operate in excellency. It is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. 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 Wherever you are right now, if you have not given your life to Christ, I'd be remiss if I did not give you that time, this chance to, 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 to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I cannot save you. It's, I cannot save you. I can tell you that the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, then you shall be saved. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. If you're listening to me right now and you're not saved, this is your opportunity. Don't take it lightly. Tomorrow's not promised. Five minutes is not promised. Next week is not promised. Why put off any longer what you can do today? Yeah, there's some relationships. I don't know who I'm talking to. There's some relationships that need mending. And you keep saying, I'll get to it. And God is simply saying, don't think you have forever to mend that relationship. Don't think you have forever to make it right, to simply say, I'm sorry. Or to simply say, do you forgive me? Or I forgive you. I'm not going to offer the rest tonight. Just know that Jesus is standing here. The Bible says, lo, he standeth at the doorway and knocking. If any man come and open up the door, I'll come in and sup with you. You have an opportunity to have to be impactful right now. Not just for you, but for you and your children and your seeds. Moses said, today I put before you a choice, blessings or cursings, life or death. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live. This choice is being put before you, before God, before heaven, and before man. What is the choice that you're making? I love you with the love of God. Be blessed. Go in peace. I'm not going to hold us any longer. If you need to reach out to us, you can email us. You can go to our website, www.lccimd.org. Do me a favor. Follow our uh, YouTube page. It's available for you. It's Liberty Christian Church International. You can search it out on YouTube. Also, if you want to stay connected with our ministry, text the word LCCI to 474747 so you can stay connected with this ministry. I love you with the love of God. Be blessed. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you.